Welcome to Answer the Call Missionary with Marcy Fenn, equipping, coaching, and restoring missionaries to answer God's call. We started a series on cultural adjustment. Remember, first, cultures are organized around values. Values are the standards of what is acceptable or unacceptable, important or not important, right or wrong, and workable or not workable. The values are the hidden rules everyone seems to know and follow within a culture. Second, we will be judged by how we behave according to those values. We feel the judgment when we respond contrary to the cultural value, but may not be able to locate exactly what it is, except we feel like we did something wrong or don't fit in. Third, the characteristics of each value have both strengths and weaknesses. Last time we covered definite and undifferentiated time. Today we will cover direct and indirect communication. We'll identify what our own cultural values are and then identify what the values are of the country we live in. We will note the conflict, state examples, and work towards appreciation of values different than our own. These will be our keys to understand how the culture is set up and move toward appreciation. The value of direct communication in a culture looks like direct statements and questions and to-the-point conversations. The goal is to give and receive information. People who value direct communication tend to say what they think, tell it like it is, and use facts. It's okay to say no. Truth is more important than sparing someone's feelings. It's okay to disagree. Dependency is upon the literal interpretation of the words. The value of indirect communication in a culture looks like indirect statements and questions and going around the issue or even around a person. Indirect communication is more about nonverbal behaviors which include tone of voice, pauses, silence, and implications. The goal is to maintain harmony. It is not okay to say no or I don't know because the desire is to be helpful or be seen as helpful. Indirect communicators may say what you want to hear, soften the truth, and save face. Being polite is more important than the truth. Telling or asking someone other than the person who needs to know or be asked, knowing it will get to them, is just as good or acceptable as telling the person themselves. This will be explained better in one of our examples. Communication also involves negotiation style. For direct communication, agreements are to be carried out and details are contractual. Hands are shaken. Contracts are signed. It is not meant to be broken. For indirect communication, agreements are just a starting point of negotiation. This can be huge when making deals or contracts with someone who holds a different value than you. You can imagine how miscommunications would ensue. Communication involves language. 
We have enough miscommunication when speaking with somebody in our own language, even in our own home. So imagine adding another language to the mix and how that complicates things. Learning words of another language does not mean that you know how to speak or use the phrasing. Even for people that can memorize and learn a language perfectly, technically, it does not guarantee that they are communicating appropriately. In Missionary Orientation Podcast 3 and 4, we talked about the importance of not just learning a language, but continuing to learn the language. Take the cultural value, direct or indirect, into consideration. Listen to how the people of that country use their own language with one another. Direct and indirect communication, complete opposites. Already you're determining which value you consider is better, acceptable, important, right, and workable. We want to reject the opposite because it seems unacceptable unimportant, wrong, and think it won't work. But remember, whole cultures and societies live by an opposite or different value than us. Not everyone in the world thinks like our home country, our city, our town, or our church. And different does not equal wrong. It's just different. Typically, or generally speaking, North American and European cultures value direct communication and Latin American and Asian cultures value indirect communication. Let's look at how these direct and indirect communication values play out in some scenarios by first looking at some phrasing. In Latin American culture, generally speaking, and it may be Honduras specific, there are even some phrases that go with the indirect communication that are commonly known and understood. Manana, which literally means tomorrow, can be used to be someday or never. Fijese que precedes the reason why something did not get done. Si Dios quiere, if God wants, si posible, if possible, and si Dios permite, if God allows, are all informal, indirect communication. What about the indirect action in a phrase? Indirect communication is also seen in phrases that express action. It broke itself or it broke on me. Se me quebró. Se me cayó. It fell on me. Se me olvidó. It forgot on me. There was a Latin American maid working for a North American who broke a vase while she was cleaning. When the North American asked her, did you break that? The maid was insulted and said, no, it broke itself. The North American could not understand why the maid was lying. What you need to understand is that the direct question asking, did you break that, usted lo rompió, implies intent and motive. What the person was really asking in that direct manner is, did you break this on purpose? Now the Latin American will reply, no, because they didn't break the object on person. That is a direct or a rude question. So the North American needs to know that answering it broke itself or it broke on me is saying that they broke the object. It is indirect communication that equals I broke it, even though we do not at all hear it in that way. Latin Americans need to know that the question, did you break it, 
does not mean that the person is implying that you did it on purpose. What about the concept of I don't know? Cultures that value direct communication may see saying no or I don't know as a sign of honesty or as keeping their word. They may encourage kids to say no or I don't know when they really don't know. They want the truth, not something made up. Cultures that value indirect communication value being helpful. They see saying no or I don't know, even when they can't or don't know, as not being helpful. A missionary friend shared that, I have really struggled with the fact that if we ask a Honduran for information that they don't know, it is likely that we will receive a lie in response. Recently, while holding this before the Lord, I felt that he showed me that it's bad manners here to put a Honduran in the position of having to say, I don't know. So I have been trying to find ways of asking without putting people in that position. Last night, I asked a Honduran friend about that, and she said it's true, that her mother used to punish her for saying, I don't know. She admitted that sometimes when she was younger, she used to use that as an excuse for not helping people when she was feeling lazy. And she said that being helpful is a very high value for Hondurans. I am coming to understand what the root is behind the lying behavior, and I'm feeling more understanding of people while knowing that they also need to find ways to avoid lying. So that's a really interesting story that just shows the difference in that indirect, indirect communication. What about how to ask questions? A missionary shared this example of how to ask an indirect question. If I meet one of my girls passing in the street and say, Hi, are you going to youth group tonight? She will say, Si Dios permite, if God permits or allows it, since saying no would be an insult to me. Or she might say, see, yes, even though she does not plan on attending at all. Now, I find ways to ask questions that are not a yes or no, such as, what are your plans for tonight? I have never yet had one say youth group and then not come. They still hate saying, my mom wants me to take care of my sister, or whatever is going on that night, but they do say it. It's important to keep understanding the culture, not changing it. We are changing how we think and how we ask questions or do things. Let's see an example of mixing some of the values. This example combines the values of task, definite time, and direct communication versus relationship, undifferentiated time, and indirect communication. The hook in the back of our Nissan Xterra broke. This meant I could not shut and lock the back hatch. So my husband asked someone at his work if they could fix it. Direct communication values being honest. If I can't help you, I won't offer help. I can save you time by helping you find someone who can truly help you. Also, it considers what is going to get the task done in the least amount of time. Indirect communication values being helpful. I will try because I need to be helpful. I want to help because we have a relationship, and time is not an issue. I think the person offering really believed they could fix the part at a junkyard, but after two weeks, we still did not have it fixed. In fact, every time I went to the store, I would have to put what I bought in the back and then crawl through with a rope and tie it down and quote-unquote lock it shut. If my husband asked directly, can you find the part? The person would have responded, yes. 
However, indirectly, my husband asked, will your friend be able to find the part for our car or should I ask so-and-so to help? This gave the person another option for a response. Oh, I think you should ask so-and-so. So we were able to get the piece back, take the car to a welder in town, and it was fixed in 10 minutes. So this scenario involves fixing a situation, control, how to accomplish something within a certain amount of time, the task, the consciousness of how much time the process is taking, definite time, and when asking for help, wanting that yes or no response to whether the person could truly help, that direct communication. To those with the same values, it may sound normal. To others, they may react by wondering why we couldn't adapt, adaptation, why we couldn't just trust the coworker and build that relationship, why we were in such a rush, undifferentiated time, and perceiving the coworker as helpful, the indirect communication. Or maybe you can see some of both sides because you have a mix of the values. What about opinions? A North American had a meeting with his Latin American staff about the new direction the ministry would be going and asked for opinions. No one said anything, so he left the room and thought they were all in agreement with upcoming changes. Later in the office, one Latin American was able to say what everyone said in the meeting when he left. There were some not open to the change, and they even had their own suggestions. Not only were the suggestions good, he decided to use their suggestions over his own. People who value direct communication share their opinions and suggestions freely, sometimes too freely and sometimes too often. But people who value indirect communication may not answer in the meeting. If they have something to say, they may tell someone else who will then tell you. So think about creative ways to get opinions and find out if people are in agreement. Maybe an anonymous suggestion box. Maybe designate someone to hold the meeting. Somebody can stay there, listen to the suggestions, and then bring them back to you. What about the word maybe? A Latin American did share with me that to a Latin American, and it may apply only to specifically Honduras, but a maybe is or equals a yes. It will be better for a North American to say no and then decide to help later than to say maybe and then decide not to help. Many North Americans can get in trouble when they say maybe because a Latin American expects something to be done. So remember, maybe in your country may equal yes. What about being indirect in the classroom? For teachers, it may not be acceptable to say you are failing, you cheated, you lied, you stole to the child or to the parent about the child. That's very direct communication. Some teachers who value direct communication have tried an indirect approach to address the issue. They ask the student to say what happened to another teacher or to the parent while they are there in their presence. In these cases, the child almost always tells the truth or admits, and the teacher hasn't directly accused the student of anything. What about interpreting this indirectness? A North American missionary friend was part of a Spanish church and on the leadership team for the youth group. Every time there was a meeting, the Latin American leaders would tell one of the girls in her home and would not contact her directly. 
On the one hand, she felt that as leaders, the Latin Americans should contact her directly. And so she kept refusing to go to the planning meetings. She wanted the girls to contact her directly. To the Latin Americans, there was no difference in how they told her about when the meetings were. However, her interpreting the indirectness incorrectly led to other problems because she was not taking part in those relationships by not being at the meetings. Once she learned about the indirect value, she decided to accept the indirect notices, you know, being made aware of those meetings through the girls in her home and started attending the meetings. She realized that asking someone else to ask you is asking you. So what are some of the benefit to these values? For the value of direct communication, it can be beneficial because it can save time, lower the possibility of misunderstanding, increase the level of trust in a relationship, and protect the truth. The value of indirect communication can be beneficial because it allows you to edit and adjust your message as you go. It forces you to become a better listener, read the language, and look for those nonverbal cues. What are some warnings to these values? Direct communication could be seen as rude and accusatory, even questioning someone's intent. Contracts could be seen as being unnegotiable. Relationships may be honest, but people may be getting offended. A warning with indirect communication is that it could be seen as lying. Broken contracts could be seen as a betrayal. Miscommunication can happen if someone does not know how to read between the lines or interpret all of the body language. Relationships may be polite, but not necessarily honest. If you realize that you value direct communication, you can appreciate that people want to help you even if they don't know how. There can be an appreciation of someone who is trying not to offend you, keep the friendship, and are being polite. Try to soften statements and ease into topics gently. Learn to read between the lines and be patient when waiting on answers. If you realize you value indirect communication, you can appreciate honesty. Someone who is saying no or I don't know means that they respect your time and don't want to promise a solution or a hope that they know they can't deliver or provide. Realize that it's a sign of trust and respect to express your true position. Learn to read questioning from direct communication as a sign of discomfort, being unsure, or anxiety about a situation. Give reassurance that you will answer soon. Find out everything you can about cultural values, your own values, and those of the country you are going to. But then become a student and find out which apply and to what degree they apply for the area you live in. When the shock comes, identify it. Look for strengths and work towards finding something to appreciate about the other value. Thank you for listening today and remember, trust God and answer the call. Thank you for listening to Answer the Call Missionary with Marcy Fenn. If you have questions or topic ideas, please leave a comment or send a voice message. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, 
please subscribe and share or give at worldoutreach.org backslash 349. For more information on Answer the Call Ministries, please visit the website at www.atcministries.org.